You're listening to Cosplay Bites, the podcast that takes a closer look at the world of cosplay, conventions, and all the nerdy bits and bites. Brought to you by the Lightning Palace and proudly sponsored by Anchor. Join me as I discuss a variety of topics and conventions alongside the joy of bringing your favorite characters to life. All right. Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm here for another episode of Cosplay Bites. Uh, Hot off my adventures at PAX East, but we're not talking about that yet. Uh, This time around, I have with me my favorite OG cosplay waifu, uh, JC Cosplay. Hi. Hey, guys. How's it going? Oh, you know, it's going. Living my life. (laughs) Just doing nothing. Yeah, that's the mood. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like I said, uh, I just got back from Pact East. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for just giving me the ability to go under a media pass. But we're going to instead, before those episodes kick in, uh, talk about Katsukon, which was last month. But quickly, um, before we get into it... Um, those who aren't aware, um, Cosplay Bites is the cosplay podcast um, on cosplay news, conventions, and whatnot, and um, it's directly related to my blog, Lightning Palace, and if you go to the blog right now, um, you can see that I'm headfirst diving into my pack each coverage with several uh, gaming impressions. Um, there's a recap on all the episodes I did uh, last month. And then upcoming like convention reports, and then the usual cosplay post will kick in um, later on in March. And uh, just some background on JC Cosplay. Um, she's been, from what I gathered from quickly stalking her Facebook page. Um, <laughs> Stalker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's been cosplaying since 2011. Uh, her main draws, from what I could see, are uh, Pokemon Gajinkas and comic book heroines. She's yes. also a giant Mortal Kombat fan. She loves sloths. And from being asked, like, her favorite outfits, um, she has stated in the past that uh, Katana and her Captain America 2.0 are her favorites. And, I mean, I first saw Jess um, through her uh, Jolteon Gajinka. So... Yeah, that's going way back. And so then, long ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I finally got to meet her as she was in her um, second version of her pinup Captain America, like taking more inspiration from the movie. And I died because she, oh, no. she looked so good. You sound very much alive, though, sir. Yeah. So that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um,. Let me see what else I have here in my notes here. Just about you. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, so how did you, you want to quickly say, like, how did you get into cosplay? Or So a million years ago, my, <clears throat> sorry, um, my boyfriend had gone to um, Kineticon. And... I didn't go to the convention with him. He went with his buddies and he was sending me all these pictures 
of cosplayers and of all this merchandise. And I was like, what the heck is this place? Like, this is really cool. So then in 2011, I went to my first Kineticon and that's really it. I went, I had a blast and I guess the rest is history. Okay. Um, out of all the cons you go, you've been to, so I mean, you still go to cons, or like I feel like I know that you're kind of, kind of cutting back. So I used to go to conventions a lot, and now you know the cosplay community has changed. Conventions are all, in my opinion, they're all kind of the same now. Um, so I, I don't have as much fun as I used to have. I feel like almost 10 years ago, conventions were a whole lot different than they are now. Um, yeah. so the convention I really go to now is Katsukon. I'm still trying to decide if I'm going to go next year, but Katsukon is my favorite. Right. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So, Heck um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like I had to skip out on Katsukon simply because like I tried out for a media path at Pax East. They gave it to me, which mm -hmm. was very shocking. And um it was just like between like taking days out of work and just the cost, like and both like Pax East and Katsukon were like way too close together. Mm -hmm. Um so I had to skip out on that, but I have done episodes on the con in the past, and I've been to it. Um, it all takes place down at the Gaylord uh, National Harbor Hotel, and um, same place where MAGFest takes place uh, a few weeks prior. And yeah, it's just a giant convention in the hotel. Like the hotel is very interesting. In it's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, it, it's gorgeous in its layout and. Um, yeah, so uh, I guess I will hand it over to you. How was uh, KatsuCon this year? So I enjoyed it for the most part. Um, I I think I enjoyed it more because I got a room on the gazebo level floor. So I did not have to deal with elevators or anything like that. So that was pretty awesome. <laughs> um, but I mean, overall it was, it was a fun con. Um, it was a little bit different than previous years just because recently, I think last year they started this, um, they've been closing off the gazebo area, which makes it a little bit tighter to walk through. So I want to say that's probably my least favorite thing that they've done just because it's so hard to maneuver and especially people with their massive, gorgeous, perfect selves and their big builds. So yeah, I mean, that kind of sucks, but besides that, it was pretty awesome. Right. Um, did you mainly hang out in like the main hotel area or did you actually like go into the convention itself, like in the vendor dealer hall and whatnot? Oh yeah, I definitely did. It's that's why I like to go to conventions. I like to go to Artist Alley. That is my kryptonite right there. I spend way too much money in there. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's really bad. Support your local artist, guys. Um, but I I go in there and I just spend money. 
And I was probably in there at least once every day. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, I feel like if I'm spending my money on this pass, I might as well just take advantage of it because I'm there to cosplay, but I'm also there to shop. <laughs> pretty, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. That's how I, that's how I viewed um, PAX East because, like, I'm spending all this money on the hotel and, like, just with my current life situation and things going on, like, I may be skipping out on New York Comic Con this year, which means mm-hmm. PAX East is pretty much the only major convention I'm going to. So it's like, if I'm going to skip out on New York, I might as well spend the money on all the vendors that are at this PAX East. Right. Right. I, I get that. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that, because um, the past times I've been to Capcom before they changed it up a little bit, um, I basically lobby conned it. Like, I just was able to, like, book a train ride down there, get a hotel room with some friends, and just roam around the main hotel lobby. But I mean... I think they enacted that in 2019 where you need either a hotel pass or a pass to the convention itself to get into the hotel. Yes, that is true. And I, I feel like this year they didn't do that as much because I remember last year wasn't as crowded as this year was, but I also don't know if that's because of the whole barricading of the gazebo. I know they did that last year too, but I just feel like this year it was a little bit tighter. Right. Um, so I, I'm not really sure if they were really implementing the whole badge slash hotel key check. Like if they were enforcing the policy. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I know when we were coming in from doing some shoots, they never asked. And I don't know if, it's because I was in cosplay that they were just assuming, but uh-huh. I remember them only asking me for my hotel badge or I'm sorry, my hotel key when I went out to CVS and then came back and this was on Thursday. Oh, okay. So I don't, I don't really know how the rest of the weekend was for everybody else, but I feel like they just weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing, but it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, so um, cosplay-wise, you bought, if I remember correctly, two, two outfits, three. So I brought four ish. Oh God! Okay. Um, I say ish because on Thursday I was cosplaying Lucy from Disenchantment, and I had an elfo and a bean, and. It was more of like a closet cosplay type of thing. I already had everything pretty much at home. Um, but I stayed in that for just badge pickup. And I, I had planned to stay on it for the rest of the night. But my skirt got stuck in the um, in the escalator. Oh, so no. <laughs> it was actually pretty funny because there was a guy that was near us. And he... He was like walking ahead and then he saw I got stuck and he was like, I got a knife. And he's like screaming. And then everybody's like looking like what's going on. And they see I'm stuck. And then this other cosplayer, bless her heart. She was like, I have scissors. So I had to get cut out of the escalator. It was really funny. I just stood there and I was like living my life. I'm like, okay, this is cool. (laughs) I, 
<laughs> I mean, I guess it adds to Lucy being a demon and having, you know, I, I don't know, a not so uniform looking look. Sure. So, yeah. It was fine. I got home. I washed the costume. I think I'm just going to tear up the rest of the bottom just to go with it. But (laughs) it's fine. Um, (laughs) Then Friday, I did Scathic from Fate. I know I'm not pronouncing her name the proper way, but I cannot say it in the Gaelic way. So Scathic is like the American way, I guess. Um, she was a dream costume for me. I was very fortunate to have high wire costumes, GS props, and Lady Cells contribute to this costume because I've been planning this for two years and I finally just did it. So that was exciting. And Saturday I did Umbreon, but I didn't stay in the costume long because I was having quite a bit of malfunctions with the costume i don't have yeah i basically i just the leotard for it was very high rise which is fine but i did not have the right color underwear and it was just it looked a little crazy and my belt wasn't sitting right so not a big deal a lot of that can get edited in photoshop the belt can get fixed i'm not concerned but for the convention, it just didn't work out very well. But it's okay. Yeah. Things happen. Um, and then Sunday, <clears throat> I did like a little retro version of Chikorita. I do have plenty of photos of that. I will eventually post them. I've just been very. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know about Chikorita. Oh, that's gonna be fun. Yeah, she's super cute. And my friend Blossoming Cosplay, her name is Jen. She did Cyndaquil. So. It came Ooh. out really cute. I dig it. Yeah. Noah, you didn't have a Toto dial for the group? We didn't. We So the only reason we did this Chikorita and Cyndaquil was because originally we were going to do Plusle and Minoon. But, oh, okay. Yeah, but it fell through pretty last minute. Like, a, I want to say a month before the convention. So my friend and I just decided let's just do something really quick. We literally just went to Amazon and just were looking up different retro dresses. And I don't even think we had any plan to do it, but I found the perfect color for Chikorita. And I said, Hey, I'm, I think I'm going to do this. Do you want to do it? So it was, it was very last minute, but it, it came out pretty cute. Yeah. Oh, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, any um, standout cosplays that you saw during the convention itself? Because I know um, certain conventions, you can get a feel for um, what the uh, current state of, like, the pop culture, I guess, community is with, like, the fandoms and, like, um, what's hot and what's popular right now. So, like, for example, like, at Pax East, um, I saw a lot, a lot of uh, Isabel cosplayers because oh, of, bless Isabel! <laughs> yeah, because of Animal Crossing, and then I saw also a solid amount of Final Fantasy VII cosplays, and just Final Fantasy in general because of the remake coming out so soon, mm-hmm. and the fact that they and Nintendo had a presence with 
the FF7 remake and New Horizons having demos there. But um, because as far as I remember from looking at pictures and stalking social media during that weekend, um, lots of well, maybe maybe you have a better idea, but I saw several of uh, Mandalorian cosplayers. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say that was it. <laughs> the, what I ran into a lot, the only man for me, the only Mandalorian cosplayer I saw was Jessica Negri. Right. Um, she was the only only Mandalorian that I saw. Right. I saw a bunch of my hero, a bunch. I okay, want to say they were yeah. probably the majority that I saw. Okay. Then. And I also saw a lot of Sailor Scouts, a lot of the Hannah Alexander, um, the No Flutter, all different kind of variations. I want to say those were the yeah. two most prominent that I saw. Yeah, I feel like Katukan in general has always been the the com where like cosplayers bring out their big stuff and definitely like Hannah Alexander designs or No Flutter designs of like sailor moon or just just a lot of lace a lot of sewing a lot of craziness oh my gosh they looked so great all of them oh i bet bless them bless their hearts because they all looked awesome and just everyone in general looked amazing so i didn't see anyone i and, and no cosplayer is bad but i didn't see any like newbies if that makes sense Everybody just top notch, looked amazing. I loved it. Right. Um, was Pokemon a big presence at the con, or they were? I didn't see as many evolutions as I typically see. Um, I honestly, I looking back, I don't really remember seeing a lot of Pokemon. Hmm. Interesting. But I'm also the type of person that does not stay on the floor for very long because I do have really bad anxiety. So fine. From when I was out there, I did not really see anyone. So, but that, that doesn't mean that they weren't there. Right. I just didn't see them. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, let's see. Any so you see you did a lot of shopping. Uh Tipway Artist Alley takes all your money. Um oh, so bad. <laughs> so bad. Like how okay, so in in comparison to like I guess previous years you've gone crazy at Artist Alley. Is was this like did you go crazier than usual or was it like just more of the same or <laughs> well I behaved a lot this year and <laughs> and mainly because I recently had surgery so I didn't have as much spending right, money yeah. as I would have liked to have but I'm also in the process of cleaning up a lot around my house and just organization and things like that so I didn't really want to bring a ton back yeah um I did buy some postcard sized art. I bought this little Bulbasaur. Oh. Um, I, I bought a couple other things. I, I I can't think of it right off the top of my head, but 
I did a lot better this year than I have done in previous years. And I think it also helped that my friend Jen was with me and she and I were really watching each other's wallets because we were like, <laughs> we got it. We really got to be good because we, <laughs> when we came down, Jen ended up getting a ticket for $160. So we were all trying to be good with our money because that that's a hefty ticket that she's going to have to pay. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so you did a lot of – I assume you did a lot of photo shoots. Like, I was peeking through your images, and I saw a lot of stuff, like – like tagged on Instagram, like mm -hmm. a lot of gorgeous shots of your Umbreon. Like I know I picked one out and that's going to be the thumbnail for this episode. Sweet. Um, yeah. The, um, Oh gosh, I'm trying to think of what else, what else about the con did you want to mention or talk about like any other like hilarious moments or. So, I mean, I guess for myself, I actually stayed in costume for longer than an hour. So that was a pretty big accomplishment. <laughs> um, but honestly, like this year, it was, it just felt different from previous years. And I had spoken about this to some other cosplayers. I won't mention their names just in case they just don't want to be. You know, they don't want their business out there. But yeah, that's fair. That's fair. this year, it just it seemed different. Not necessarily in a bad way, but just... I wish I could explain it. Um, it just seemed... I guess more like what Dragon Con is versus what Katsukon is typically. So, not a bad thing. Just a different no, thing. No. So I think this year KatsuCon was more of like a party con, and it's always been a party con, but it has, more more so like a dragon con type of party con, like twenty four seven. That's type interesting. Of, yeah, and from what I understand, I guess the club upstairs had been shut down for the weekend or something, so everybody was just partying in the gazebo level, and. Huh. Yeah, one of my one of my friends and roommates, he actually was walking by and I guess caught somebody throwing up in the hallway. Oh god. <laughs> oh boy. I'm just like, oh no, these people. If you guys can't handle your liquor, don't drink or yeah. drink less. Yeah. But I remember leaving that same day and not leaving, leaving, but going to the gazebo and I saw the stain. Oh, of the vomit and I just think to myself guys come on we're all grown yeah I let's be good let's do yeah. better <laughs> no I just you know because I remember looking at the photos and like I've seen tweets like someone shit in the hotel I'm like wait what and then I looked further into it like no they just have like little pieces of poop like on like roller skates or whatever just moving throughout the Yes. yes, there so was a, apparently a, a, a poop race <laughs> or something. Um, my friend Nate, who's cosplaying comics, he actually was recording it and he sent it to me and he goes, look at this, it's so funny. And I'm like, okay, poop wars, poop races. 
Yeah. And like, oh, that's yes. amen. Because I, I mean, I <laughs> people when they first read that, it's like, oh, you got to be kidding me. It's the first day. Come on, people. Oh, I know. It's, it's, it's like, so funny because yeah. so much. And, and there's always this war of who's worse, Katsukan or Magfest. They're both mm -hmm. bad. They're both bad. <laughs> both people do bad things. <laughs> both <laughs> conventions. Both conventions have very bad reputations. Come oh. on, guys. Let's do better. <laughs> oh, no. We're all going to get kicked out. We're going to get kicked out, yeah. <laughs> We're going to come back again. This is the last Katsukan. Sorry, folks. It's like, damn. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, were a lot of your photo shoots indoors or did you do a couple of outdoor shoots? I guess depending on the character that you were dressed as for the day. So for Lucy and Umbreon, since those two were the two that had malfunctions, um, Lucy did not get any photo shoots at all. Oh. Um, I got a couple selfies with, um, with my Bean and my Elfo. And that's about it. And when I tell you I was having malfunctions, I don't mean just the skirt. I was having um, one of the nails popped off of my glove. I was having a lot of boob issues. So oh, it was no. just better for me to come out of the costume. Um, it's more of a photo shoot costume, I guess, like in a, in a studio or just a private shoot, just because the malfunctions can be taken care of a little bit more properly and I could pay attention to them more. Yeah. Um, but luckily my bean, Jen Blossom and Cosway, she, she had my back. She let me know when I was having issues. Um, but then with Umbreon, I got a couple shoots with King's photos and with Lisa, who is, um, Ethereus or not Ethereus Cosway, Ethereus photography. And, I'm waiting on those photos, but she's a goddess. So I already know those are going to come out amazing. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Yeah. And I <laughs> do plan to shoot that in a studio so I can, sure. you know, make it work. Um, and I can just <laughs> fix those little issues that I had, which yeah. were huge. It was just my mistake type of issues. Um, but... And Chikorita, I also didn't, I had one photo shoot, but I also had my contact ripped. So I did not have the proper contacts in. I just was blind throughout the convention. So that'll come also later. But for Scathic, I did a lot of outdoor shoots. Um, yeah. Right near, there was like this little like stone hedge looking thing. So we took pictures there. We took uh, pictures by the rocks and the beach. Um, if anybody's familiar with her lore, she comes from Scotland. She is from the Isle of Skye. That's where she trained Kuka Lane. Um, so we were trying to get that type of vibe. Because if you look at the pictures, you can see all this water and landscape and really pretty stuff so that's what we were trying to accomplish so i'm just waiting for those from those pictures from sf design he is amazing yeah and i already got my pictures back from lisa a theorist, uh photography so those came out amazing i'm just gonna be posting those soon ish 
soonish yeah. soonish <laughs> with, the, <laughs> with the whole instagram algorithm i'm just i try to catch it at the right time yeah sometimes i fail <laughs> yeah no it happens it's, it's always an interesting little game to play but um yeah no i'm excited to go through another round of changing my background to probably some of your stuff and some other oh. people's stuff. <laughs> no because i love your work and you're just such oh, a sweet thank you um speaking of the uh instagram stuff so i know that um you know a lot of cosplayers they've just been having <laughs> issues upon issues with just the algorithms just between that and facebook because those those two seem to be like your primary uh social medias yes i mean you yes. do have a twitter but you don't really use it as much i so i made a twitter forever ago and i completely forgot about it and i just i barely update my instagram and my facebook so twitter i, I don't have much to say so i'm i'm right. pretty private so i just i feel like twitter is is a great platform for these girls that are getting shadow banned and all this ridiculous stuff and I think that's a really that's a that's a good place for them um since instagram and facebook just want to do instagram and facebook um but yeah i don't it's not a platform i use um i made it early on just to have it but i forgot the password i don't even remember what email it's associated with so oh, no. it's just there um never updated <laughs> right so you said like you rarely post your facebook and instagram so you're not so would i guess you would say you're not really too concerned or affected by fighting the algorithms so i my posts get taken down sometimes and i don't really know why um i know a lot of these people get notifications that their posts get taken down but i don't so i don't know if my instagram is glitchy i don't I, I just don't really know, but I've just kind of, I don't want to say I've stopped caring, but I, I, I did stop caring because Instagram and cosplay, it's not my form of income. Um, it's not like some of these other cosplayers who this is their job and, and they, they do this to, this is their living, you know, they need, yeah. they need everything to work out for them. And, Instagram, Facebook, I should just say Facebook because, you know, they own Instagram are the ones that are really screwing these girls and, and guys, but you know, it's primarily the women that I see and yeah. I just, I don't think it's fair and it, it really sucks. It really sucks for these people. And yeah, especially, yeah, especially with all the ones that do it like full time with their Patreons and their only fan. And it's like, I always, I always wonder, cause I see some girls like say like, Oh, like, you know, Instagram's a shitty platform. Like, I keep getting shadow banned or reported. So, like, I'm like, they keep saying they're going to post less and less, but they still do kind of post. So, I'm wondering if, I don't know, unless things get better, because, like, if we're going to see, like, a massive shift between, like, people primarily posting on Twitter, because, um, that seemed to be a very, okay platform to use because i know some people do get like search banned like they can't get searched up by people right um because I mean, i've I actually i personally have been 
shadow banned because I, and, and the thing is, I don't really post, I don't post lewds. I don't do nudes. I don't do anything like that. But I have this habit of spam liking everybody. So I just go down my Instagram feed and I'm like, 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 I'm going to show yeah. everybody support, like, like, like. Yep. And then Instagram's like, I don't think so. You're banned. Farewell. <laughs> yeah. So I get banned for like a month or two and then I come yeah. back. Yeah. And then I get, I get the thing where like, I want to like, cause I'm weird. Like I, I do use Instagram on the phone cause it's primarily a phone app, but I also use it on my laptop. And so right. the, the annoying thing is like, I want to show support by liking and sometimes commenting like compliments. But, like if I comment too fast within a span of like a couple of posts, I get like comment banned. It's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Instagram oh. just doesn't want to, for for it being social media it's it's kind of it's not good social media yeah especially and like i sometimes i do it but i'm trying not to but like when all the girls will have like contests or like mini giveaways like oh you can win this sexy set by commenting this this word in the comments letter by letter like letter by letter are you serious that's like like in comment band oh no you can't work I, i can't do that like don't don't give me a sexy long seven word sexy term to like comment in the comment letter by letter. That's stupid. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta yeah. love it. Gotta love and Instagram. Like, yeah. And like, I rarely, aside from like maybe Jess and like Yaya Han and like, um, uh, Riddle's Messy Wardrobe, like I rarely see cosplayers use their Facebook page. Because it just seems right. like we've just given up because Facebook is, I guess, a little bit in some ways worse than Instagram with, like, all the, the um, the, like, the pay-to-win mindset of, like, boosting your posts for visibility. Right. So, I, I don't really post on Facebook. I know a lot of cosplayers have their Facebook linked to their Instagrams. So, I think they just hit the little button and it automatically posts to Facebook. But other than that, I don't really see anybody posting. I noticed for myself, I followed a ton of Facebook pages and somehow I've been unfollowed from these pages. So, Oh boy. And I've also noticed on Instagram, I've gotten messages from people and, and friends from friends. And this is how I found out. And they're like, why don't you follow me on Instagram anymore? And I go, what do you mean? And I go and I check their profile and I'm not following them. So I think Instagram, Facebook, I think they just want to take pages off of who you're following. I don't know. I, I know some other people I know that's happened to them, but that happened to me a while back. And I don't know if it's still happening. So if I've unfollowed somebody, I'm really sorry, but it wasn't me. It was probably Facebook. <laughs> yeah, probably with their weird, like, purging, I don't know, like, inactive account that haven't acted on, like, the profile you've been following, which is very weird. Super weird. I I, I don't get it. That's why, to me, it, it is what it is yeah. these days. I just, I feel really bad for the people that make this their their job 
because they're the ones that are getting hit and it's not fair to them because they have a right to have a very good living without social media screwing them up. And I'm not saying that these people are not paying for sponsored content from these platforms, but with all the trolls just reporting them and trying to get them off the platform because they're pissed that they don't get the free content or that they get, or that they get them <laughs> showing off their body and not having quote unquote a real job like all the males do or stuff mm. like that because anyway no, you know, it, it yeah it, it's so funny because it sex work is not what i do but i know a lot of these girls do the sex work there are a couple of very prominent girls that I follow that do that kind of stuff and they're getting hit so hard and I'm just like these people are editing for hours and hours and hours per day they're trying to you know set up their backdrops they're trying to find ideas they're yeah there's so much work that goes it's not just dress up in cute lingerie show your tit get a photo done and then boom you're done no because like right it's just there's so and that's how you know that the people that are criticizing them have no idea on what actually behind goes behind a actual photo shoot no like I know, <laughs> they, they don't because like i know like for a fact like one example um nicole marie jean absolute goddess she's she's well, one of the ones I, that i was talking about she I, is a saint i, yeah, I bless i, I love, love her, her yeah yeah but like she i swear to god like yeah she reuses sets that she does like for her for some month on patreon but like she somehow just pumps out so many fucking sets and they're all they're all very sexy, very gorgeous. Like, I don't know how she manages to top each month in terms of, like, the sexiness levels, but she does. And it just, you know, like, I see, like, she'll post, like, behind the scenes of, like, here, like, sitting on a laptop, editing, like, for, like, God knows how many hours straight with some dinner. And right. it's, like, setting up these backdrops, like, extravagant sets. Like, her, um, Danielle Ballou, I know, does the same kind of thing. Yep. Not to mention on top of her with her toe beanies now blowing up. Yes. Yep. It's just, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Part of me feel like they, there won't come a day where like, they're just, there's just always going to be like trolls and just, I guess men in general, just reporting them because I don't, you know, I, I, I don't, don't want to say it's only men because it's, it's definitely women too. It's both. Oh yeah. And it's people that are very jealous. It's people that just, they don't want to pay for the content. So if you don't want to pay for the content, there's plenty of free websites that give you the same type of content for free. Yeah. So you can't be mad at somebody. And, and, and the thing is, from what I understand, women who are actually in porn and not the girls that we know, not the, the cosplayers that, that do this, but the actual adult film stars, they don't get the same kind of hate as these girls do. 
as like Nicole and Danielle and, and people like that. Yeah, they kind of. And it's very strange to me, and and I don't I don't get it because it's pretty. It's I don't want to say it's the same thing because they do do different things. But they're very similar in a lot but it's, of aspects. Right, and and to me, it's just so bizarre because, and, and I don't know if it's because people like Danielle and Nicole started off as very successful cosplayers, and then. This was a natural transition for them. And if you've got it and you want to flaunt it, make that money. I'm for yeah. it. Yeah. You do it. Do you. You're not hurting anybody. You do what you got to do. But some people just really can't handle that. And I don't know if it's because they have this mindset of, well, I remember you when you were only doing cosplay. Now you're becoming a slut. No, 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 that's not how it is. That they're doing what they're comfortable with. They are adults. They can do what they want. They're not hurting anybody. No, it's that simple. But people would rather be butt hurt than just accept people for who they are. Right. What do I know? I don't know anything. I'm only shadow banned. Yeah. (laughs) I got to stop showing people support because I get shadow banned. <laughs> Sorry, I can't support you. I have to look out for my own stuff, apparently. Sorry. <laughs> Oops, have fun with your Instagram post. That's right. <laughs> Gotta love it. Oh, my gosh. So, all in all, you said you had fun at Katsukon. I did, yes. Yep. Yes. Saw a lot of great cosplays. Um... Did you get to like meet anyone for the first time or like make new friends or um uh, yes and no. Like I said, I'm very socially awkward. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I I I think with age I'm getting worse because I can't stay out very long. Um, but I did from afar see how about crunchies. Um, I am too much of a baby to go up to people, but she looked phenomenal. And I saw um, a couple other people that do not have very good reputations in the cosplay community. I'm not going to say any names. Okay. And I just kind of gave them looks like, "Mm." mmm. Like that. (laughs) Like Like the, mmm, why are you here? Yeah. Like, I mean, you, you, you have every right to be here, but mmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but man. I don't say anything to them. But it, it, overall, it was it was good. I saw so many amazing people, and I love seeing people have a good time. Yeah. So that's what's important. If you're having a good time, you're not hurting anybody, and you're minding your business as best as you can by not touching people, then. That's what counts. Uh oh. And then and then that makes a good event. So right. Katsukon was Katsukon was good. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't have any like inappropriate touching happen to you, did you? Like any and not not at Katsukon. I did I did have a very weird encounter with somebody and I'm sure some people saw this person. Um, I don't know who he is. I don't have a name. I don't know 
who he is, but he was very creepy, I guess. He just like got up in people's faces a lot and he didn't touch them, but he would just get up in people's faces and ask for a photo and then just stare at them and then just kind of walk away, not saying thank you or anything like that. And I was like, okay, that's creepy, very odd behavior, but as long as he's not touching anybody and I didn't see him taking any inappropriate photos of anybody. So I guess no harm done, but just, I don't know. I don't know. Something about him was a little off. <laughs> right. Right. It wasn't me, was it? No, no. It wasn't <laughs> <me>. <laughs> you weren't at this KatsuCon. You weren't at this KatsuCon. <laughs> oh, oh, it was at KatsuCon. Okay, no. I would yeah, just... it was at this KatsuCon. It was at this KatsuCon. No, I thought you meant a previous kind of like, uh. No, uh, no, uh. no. It was, it was this KatsuCon. No, it was, it was just a very bizarre interaction. And I did hear a couple people around me mentioned that the guy made him feel a little uncomfortable but he was like i said he wasn't taking upskirt shots he wasn't asking for booty photos he wasn't doing anything like that so i think he was just socially awkward but it just came out a little weird yeah yeah we had i had a very similar kind of experience at pax east where i guess this guy i was hanging out with two of my friends and this guy just came up with the, with his phone in his hand, like recording a video, and he just like asking like stuff like "What's your age?" Like guessing what our ages were. Like me and two, oh, that's me, weird. <laughs> yeah, me and two other girls like asking if we were Twitch streamers. Like, uh, no. Commenting on one girl like, "Why did you color the hair that you way that you did?" And she was just um, it's very weird, very weird. Yeah, there's a lot of strange individuals that go to conventions and and that's all conventions not just anime comic book pop culture conventions it's just a lot of different walks of life and people just have to watch their surroundings and be aware and keep pepper spray on them just in case (laughs) (laughs) just in case you never know yeah that's a good good method of protection yes yes Um, yeah any other last-minute details about Katsukon you want to mention? So I imagine you didn't – you talking, like, the way – like, with the stuff you did, but you pretty much just, like, went to your hotel room after, like, like no after-parties, no stuff like that? Oh, yeah. No, I don't do the after-party thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm – oh, no, no. See, I'm an old lady. I – I, I go to bed very early. <laughs> I'm not like these young people that have a good time. Do what you gotta do, boo-boo. Um, but no, I mean, I had a good time with my friends. I saw a lot of my very close friends that I don't see very often because pretty much all of my really good friends live out of state. So that kind of sucks. But it was really good to see it's them. I, I got to see everybody I wanted to see. So Always good. I didn't miss anybody that I, I mean, there are people that I missed, but the people I really, really wanted to see, I did see. So I spent money at Artist Alley. (laughs) But so is life. But no, it was, it was a great show. And I maybe will go back next year. I'm not really sure. It's just conventions cost a lot of money and yeah, you know, life comes before a convention. It does, yeah. I'm realizing that now. Um, yeah, yeah, because I know, because I, I, 
I straight up just miss you a lot. So I know, like, <laughs> you know, because I know New York Comic Con is like a toss up for you every now and then. And it's just like that in itself, like, just even like, say you do go to New York Comic Con, it's like trying to find you can be such a pain in the ass because, yeah, New York Comic Con is just like I said earlier on, it conventions changed a lot and they changed because. <clears throat> so much with Marvel and DC and all their movies, it just exploded onto the mainstream. So there's a lot of brand new fans and that's not a bad thing. That's a great thing because everybody should be able to celebrate together. But because of that, and because of the greediness of certain conventions like New York comic con, um, they would rather sell a bunch of tickets than selling less tickets and having a space to walk through. And since I've mentioned it before and I do have anxiety, I especially have social anxiety. It's just way too many people. It's sensory overload for me. I can't really handle it very well. Yeah. Um, but it's a fun show and I, I absolutely recommend everybody go to it at least once in their life, just like San Diego. I've never been mm-hmm. there, but you I'd know, love I, to go to San Diego. Yeah. Just one. Yeah. And it's just one of those conventions that I think everybody should experience if they're into comics, but it's, it certainly changed and yeah. anticipated will com- change even more, but I guess we'll see what New York comic con does this year because I heard last year was more crowded than previous years. So it was, and like comparing that to PAX East, like I went to PAX East all four days for the first time, same thing I would do with New York comic con. Like I go for three days and like spend like the third day just traveling up to where I would stay in New York. But it's like, I was so, I had fun at New York, but like I was so bummed out because I could not find any of my friends that I wanted to see and hang out right. with. Right. Where I did the exact opposite at Pat Feed, where I was able to hang out with a bunch of friends. Like I went to the after party on Friday, which was a, certainly a first for me. Right. And that was a lot of fun, but it was just like I got to be with more people that I like, I loved and I cared about. And it was just, that made so much of a difference and made like PAX East much more enjoyable than like New York did last year, which has me second guessing like this year possibly going. Well, which is interesting because both conventions are run by the same company. Yeah. But I think just with New York, with the construction that's still going on at the Javits center um, with the food trucks, the food trucks just kind of got rid of the whole like cosplay area. Um, but it, it's, I'm interested to see what it's going to be like when the Javits is fully renovated, which I know was going to take another 600 years, but eventually that's when I'd be interested in, in going back when you have the whole Javits center versus just one chunk of it. So what's, what's being rent? So is it just more space for the Javits being like added into it? So I think if I maybe I'm getting my information incorrect, but do you remember where the old artist alley used to be that like extension of the Javits Center? So I don't know if you've been to special edition, but that's also where special edition was held. Um, I I think, yeah, because I remember artist alley like the last I want to say the last two years, it was kind of like on a lower level. And, like, not on the, like, same main lobby level like it used to be. Like, in that little, like, like grayish 
much more lit extension area. Yeah, that right now was under construction. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. And I also know that there's always different areas of the Javits that are under construction. So I think in previous years, it was some a different location that was under construction and now it's this location and it's just constantly under renovation. And I want to say New York Comic Con is probably the biggest convention that the Javits sees because anyone that I've ever known that goes to the Javits Center for a different convention always says that it's not as crowded. So like anime NYC. Yeah. We're just going to say that. Yeah. I I remember PetCon was there, all the car shows. It's just, it's a whole different thing than New York Comic Con. New York Comic Con is its own monster. And then Reed Pop just sells way too many tickets. Way too many tickets. And the lines are crazy. So it is what it is. Maybe they'll figure it out. Maybe (laughs) they won't. But until they fix it, I. I don't need to go back. I yeah. Comic Con is Comic Con. It's fun, but the stress of the getting the tickets, the stress of getting there, paying for a New York hotel. Ooh, oh. <laughs> I I I well, what made me been able to go to New York so many years since 2012 was that I lucked out in being able to stay with family that lived not too not terribly far from the city. Mm-hmm. So that cuts out a huge cost. Right. But, yeah, um, absolutely. Yes, like, and just like quickly mentioning, like, speaking of lines, like, I know at PAX East, like, um, so Animal Crossing had a presence. Um, they had demos. I didn't really want to go into the demo because I'm not too huge of an Animal Crossing fan, but they also had like a little mini Nintendo store mm-hmm. and they were selling exclusive stuff. And I was trying to get some stuff for some of my friends that wanted to get things because it's like every so often, like, the line would cap. Because it was full and it would reopen like every 15 to 20 minutes. Right. So it's like Sunday was the last shot I had. I got there at like 8 o'clock waiting in the queue line for two hours till it opened at 10. Mm-hmm. To 10, I speed, <laughs> I speed walk down to where the Nintendo booth is or something. Other, other end of the convention center, like right near the escalators. Within four minutes, the line to the store was capped. Wow. And then I finally got in, and I don't know if they had already sold out of all, like, the packed eat exclusive Animal Crossing stuff, or if it was sold out from another day, and they just didn't have any more, which is another thing entirely, like, like the company, like, not realizing, like, how many people will show up to these conventions. Oh, and, they like, know. They know. <laughs> oh, they, oh, okay. They, and they, I'm, they sure, just, uh, I'm sure they know. They, just, I mean, PAX East is... All the packs, they're huge. They're huge conventions. Yeah. It's just because it's like Funko in New York. They they cap it per day. So on, say, Saturday, say there's an Iron Man pop, they will sell maybe 200 of that one pop. And once those 200 sell out for the day, they're sold out for the day, but then they restock it the next day for... The Sunday crowd or for the Friday crowd. So right. that that's that's what they do. And right. I'm just curious if there's no well, I mean, I guess it, it could be possible that stuff just sells out that fast, which is ridiculous. 
Yeah. As, well, especially if it's an exclusive to the con, it'll definitely sell out quicker. And yeah. Animal Crossing is huge. So it's to be expected. Yeah. I mean, I got, yeah, I got lucky and I was able to snag um, an FF7 remake like Cloud Shirt, which I guess w maybe w was exclusive to the show or maybe they just had it in their store and it was the first time I saw it. But that sold out um, eventually later on. I was trying to get one for a friend and right. wasn't able to. But, um, man, it was nuts. Um, yeah. Welcome to the con life. <laughs> yeah. con life you got to fight for those exclusives. You got to fight for those exclusives. Yeah. You want your Black Friday training? Go to a convention. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Black Friday is a walk in the park compared to uh, any oh, convention, yeah. any oh, con yeah. exclusives. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> any of these Funko people? Who Jesus? Oh my God! They are they are a class of I their own. These people. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll enter the lottery and like I'll try, but like I'm not that concerned. Right. I won. Right. I won one lottery. Oh, for, for it was and it was for a friend, I think. Oh, okay. It was for a friend, and well, I think if I remember correctly, um, it's um, I don't know if you follow um, I think it was it was uh, Introventus. Do you follow her? I do not know. She she's a very very gorgeous, very sweet cosplayer, but she's also huge huge into Dragon Ball Z. Mm -hmm. And I guess Fig Pin had like a Boma exclusive pin for New York that year, and I just entered all the lotteries and I won a shot for the uh, the Fig Pin line, so I was able to snag one for. Her, so that was nice. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, that's really sweet. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm just looking at the time here with a big smile on my face. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, that's been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> So on that note, um, I hope you guys enjoyed this little peek into Katsukon from Jess's point of view. Um, hey, sorry, I'm boring, guys. Sorry. No, you're not. <laughs> you're not. No, like, like I've mentioned before, she's my OG cosplay waifu. I love her to death, and she's very talented, very sweet. I mean, obviously super gorgeous, but in any case, um, oh. if Jess, if they want to find your work, where do they go? So you can go on Facebook, even though I don't really use it. It's JC Cosplay. And on Instagram, I am J-A-Y-M-C-E-E -E underscore underscore. And that's me. And that's you. And then, <laughs> as, as always, you can stay tuned for more episodes of Cosplay Bites and follow my blog, Lightning Palace, for more coverage on just the cosplay and convention lifestyle. And that is about it. Thanks. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please feel free to leave a review and feedback. You can also support the show through Anchor's listener support or on my Patreon, patreon.com slash lightningpalace. For more cosplay news and coverage, visit the Lightning Palace on Blogspot and follow Lightning Palace on Twitter and Instagram. See you all next time.